Welcome to Teresa Sanders with the Urban League of Long Island and Mark Miller with the International Coaching Federation discuss their organizations and their co-sponsored pro bono coaching networking event. Hi, uh, my name is Teresa Sanders. I am the president and CEO of the Urban League of Long Island. We are a community-based organization that has been serving the Long Island region since 1974, and we are part of a national network of affiliates for the National Urban League. We are the hosts of a exciting coaching event that is being put on by the International Coach Federation. And my board chair, Lois Cooper, is part of that group. And we're looking forward to this exciting coaching session on May 10th, 2018, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Urban League's offices at the Digital Ballpark, 100 Terminal Drive in Plainview, New York. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more uh, before we go into the Coaching Week events? Give us just a little bit of, of some of the things that the Urban League on Long Island does. So as a community-based organization, the Urban League's uh, primary areas of service are workforce development training and youth education and training. So in the workforce area, um, we try to help people that are not in the mainstream for getting current employment opportunities that present living wage opportunities. We try to make sure that they get um, skills and training that put them in a place where they can have a livable wage. Long Island is a, a pretty expensive place to live, and so it's very important that the human capital on Long Island, particularly in underserved communities, communities of color, um, particularly uh, people like women that are reentering the workforce, um, those people that may be veterans returning back to our communities, those are the people that we target to make sure that they have opportunities for workforce training. And that can include, um, you know, career advisement, it can include some direct skills training. Um, some of it is just networking and learning how to meet some of the employers um, in the community. Anyone eligible to come to any of your programs or how if someone feels like they're in that uh, could use your services, how do they start? The Urban League is open um, to anyone while our mission does target African-Americans and other underserved groups. Uh, we do not turn anyone away. Anyone that feels they need services, they're always welcome. Um, we have an open door policy. So our program site, which is at the digital ballpark in Plainview for people to come in. And we try to schedule program uh, partnerships like we're doing with um, ICF to come in and do specialized training and in this particular um, instance, it's coaching. We've had people come in and do resume writing. 
We've had people come in and help with um, interviewing skills. Uh, so we've had different opportunities uh, for partners to come in that feel that they have a like-minded interest uh, with the Urban League. Oh, so businesses could contact you too if they felt like they might want to connect and help in a community effort. Yes, it sounds Ab- like. Absolutely. That's always been at the core of how we deliver services to the community. We do it with a lot of our corporate and business partners who come in and actually are the Containment expert. It's interesting that you talk about networking because I'm uh, part of Floral Park Chamber of Commerce and the New Hyde Park Chamber of Commerce. There's not a room that I go into that I don't like to work usually, you know what I mean? But <laughs> I've developed skills and I'm just that kind of person. And there's other people that it, until you have a skill set, if you are you know, a more quiet person um, or just not used to networking, you're not really sure what to do. And personally, when I go to, to a network event, I usually have three or four goals. Either I want to meet a person or I say I'm going to talk to somebody that I've been trying to talk to for a while, you know, so I have goals. And then I relax. I I know what I'm doing. So I think that's excellent that you help people that haven't been used to to working the room. Maybe we why don't we talk about right now the coaching opportunity you have here because it really is an opportunity to get coaching with uh, an experienced, qualified coach. Oh, most definitely. That's why I was so excited when uh, my board chair, Lois Cooper, told me about this potential partnership with International Coach Federation. Um, many, many people, especially when they are coming out of a cycle of maybe being um, unemployed for a while and their their financial resources are limited, you don't know where to go to find a coach. Um, and this partnership presents the opportunity for people to get exposed. Um, You know, we've got an opportunity for them to get some free confidential coaching. And um, that is really uh, a benefit to to the community. Oh, I I agree with you. I thought it was excellent. Um, Mark, do you want to go and talk about coaching in general and then what you're going to be doing that night? Sure. yeah, I, just what, what uh, you and Teresa were just talking about is actually very apropos, and I, I'll get back to the questions you just asked. But um, we're very excited. I, I am the president of uh, the International Coach Federation's uh, local chapter here on Long Island. Uh, we, ha- we are a charter chapter that, um, that serves the Long Island community, and um, spreading the word about what coaching what professional coaching is, is really a very important part of our mission. A lot of people don't know what coaching is. Um, you say coach, they think of a, of a ball team or a, you know, a sports team. Uh, very often, if they have some you know, degree of sophistication about coaching, they may know that it's also um, you know, people who work with other people to help them develop 
themselves and, and working on goals, etc. So um, the ICF, the International Coach Federation, is a global organization um, that literally has it, it, it actually at this point has 32,000 members globally in 143 countries around the globe. And I'm really excited about that because Lois and I uh, a few weeks ago attended a global leadership conference uh, in Vancouver, Canada, where ICF coaches from all over the world came together, and it was an amazing experience. So part of what we're really proud of and what we're motivated to share is ICF globally and here on Long Island represents the highest standards of coaching. There are a lot of people who call themselves coach. Um, sometimes they're people who've uh, been successful in business or sometimes not even successful in business or in other aspects of their lives, and they uh, decide, I'm going to coach other people. But there's a specific set of competencies, of rules, of framework that uh, the International Coach Federation adheres to. Um, there's a code of ethics that we take very, very seriously, including the fact that coaching should and must be confidential uh, between the coach and the client. And um, it, it's, it's very important to us that people understand that there's a difference between somebody who's a trained coach uh, from somebody who just claims to be a coach we don't tell people what to do. We don't give advice. That's not coaching. A lot of other things, and it can be helpful at times, but that's not coaching. Coaching has to do with being able, as a coach, to bring out from your client what their goals are, what their strengths are. We ask questions after listening in a very active kind of way. We ask questions to clarify what, what it is that the person we're working with really is feeling and really is thinking and really wants in terms of the goals they want to work on in coaching. Uh, we're very respectful of, um, of the diversity of people. You know, so one of the reasons we're so excited about this joint project that we're doing with the Ur Urban League of Long Island is that our outreach, our connection with um, minority populations, even though, as uh, Teresa said, um, Urban League doesn't restrict itself. It doesn't discriminate against people who are not minority, but people who are underserved, um, people who can benefit from the kind of help we, we can give them in clarifying what their goals are, in clarifying how they can reach those goals, um, in, in learning how to network. It's something you mentioned, Mildred. You know, not everybody is an extrovert. One of my areas of, uh, of, of expertise has to do with the difference between introverts and extroverts. Um, and there's a, actually a category or a continuum in between those points called ambivert, uh, where most of us fall. But some of us are much more outgoing and some of us are much more quiet. And our goal as coaches is to help our clients become who they want to be to the best of their ability with our help. Um, so the, the ICF also provides um, levels of, of credentialing based on the experience and the skills 
that, that have to be demonstrated in order to become credentialed coaches. Um, for the event uh, that we're doing at the Urban League of Long Island on Thursday, May 10th, uh, as part of International Coach Coaching Week, which I'll say a little bit more about in a few moments, um, we, the it's actually board members of ICF Long Island, who all of whom are credentialed, four of us are going to be providing um, kind of sample sessions to people who are attending that event who are interested in having a, a kind of a taste of what coaching can be like. So they're kind of like lightning rounds. They're quick. Um, I heard 20 minutes. That's, you know, a usual co- coaching session is anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and sometimes longer. So to fit in as many people as we can, to give them as much of an opportunity as possible, um, you know, to experience coaching with experienced credentialed coaches, we're probably going to be restricted to about 20 minutes, maybe a little bit more, uh, and then see people sequentially. Um, and the goal of that, those coaching sessions is each coach, and I'm one of them, it's a challenge. We have to kind of zero in on what really is the focus of our client's um, goal for that day, for that session. You know, so typically a coaching session starts with the coach saying, what would you like us to, to talk about today? What would you like us to work on today? What are your goals for today? And it's the client who sets that agenda, and we're respectful of that. And from there, we go, to, go into a process of, of clarifying and exploring what the client wants to work on, what issues might be getting in their way, and our goal is to help them clarify what it is that they want to achieve and strategies for getting there. You know, in 20 minutes, I don't think we're going to, you know, kind of solve the problems of every person we're going to be meeting with. If that happens, that's phenomenal. But, you know, usually coaching is something that takes place over time, not years, but usually months and um, regular meetings. Uh, so this is kind of just a little sample of what coaching can do, and we're we're really excited about it. I think it's a terrific uh, concept and a great service because you can go on any online service and everybody's at poof, I'm a coach. But you right. guys really, uh, like you say, it's confidential. You're structured you you've got training um which is entirely different it, you know you could be an expert in your field but coaching someone to bring them along in in their in whatever area is going to help them is a whole different thing um yeah yeah have you exactly done right. this be- yeah have you done this before or is this a kind of the pilot program for um trying, you know, the shorter sessions? Yeah. um, I have not done this before. Um, Well, actually, let me take that back. As part of uh, a couple of meetings that we've had at ICF Long Island, we meet once a month, usually on a Tuesday night. Uh, There were a couple of times that I actually volunteered to to do kind of a, 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 
a, a coaching session in front of the group. It wouldn't. It wasn't private. It wasn't confidential. It was with a volunteer from the group itself. So it's usually another coach, and one of us. In the cases that I did, I was the coach, and the other person was the client, and we went through a, um, you know, a session that was really for demonstration purposes. But what happens is that when somebody's play, you know, in quote playing the client who they really are and what their issues are have a way of kind of coming to the surface, even when you think you're disguising it. And the, the goal is not to kind of, um, you know, delve into personal things that a client isn't, or a person playing a client is, is trying not to show, but inevitably that's just what happens. So, you know, so in that sense, I've actually had a little experience doing a very brief kind of a 20 minute um, intensive kind of session in public. This is the first time I and I think the rest of us who are on this team of coaches will be meeting uh, privately, individually, part of the space that we that that um, Teresa and the Urban League are providing us with uh, involves going into rooms that are separate from the main room where where lots of people will be. Uh, so it's a private, confidential session. Uh, but it's the first time that that I believe any of us have done these kind of lightning round sessions. So it really tests our ability to kind of zero in, focus in on what's really most important. And as trained coaches, that's what we know how to do. We usually have the luxury of doing it more kind of leisurely and taking time to build rapport, to create trust. Those are very important ingredients in the coaching relationship. So, you know, we have to do that quickly with, our, with, with the people who are going to volunteer to be, you know, to, to uh, meet with us. Um, you know, and we have to, in, in the way we listen and in the way we ask questions, help them focus in on what they want us to talk about, what issue they really want to talk about and work on for the, for the relatively limited time we have. Um, so, and, and, it's, and I, I, didn't, I don't know if we said it, but this is pro bono. This is, this is something that we're doing. There's no charge. We're delighted to have the opportunity to be of service to the community, and the Urban League of Long Island is certainly a wonderful representative of, of community organizations that do good work for, for many, many people. Um, so we're honored to have that opportunity. Um, you know, if anybody wants to inquire about, you know, continuing to work with anybody, that's, that's of course, an option, but that's not our agenda. Our agenda is to be there and to have these opportunities to help people in the community get a firsthand experience of what coaching is and how powerful coaching can be. Yeah, and I, uh, I, that, you know, I, I think I, yeah, I think it's great. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Fine. Um, I'm just, I I'm think just looking forward to it. Yeah, okay. no, and people sometimes the first, you know, people it's the first step. And maybe it's the first time somebody's asked them to articulate what their goals are. It's different when you write it as opposed mm-hmm. to when you say it and, and the yeah. actual interaction. Um, and uh, aren't you, then there's going to be networking after it, right? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I believe yeah. so. Yes, it is. Um, and okay. so the design of the event is that, 
Um, we have a, a large bullpen area where the networking, it starts with networking, and then we'll have these, um, you know, private areas where the people will be getting their free confidential coaching sessions. But while those individuals are having their individual sessions, the networking will continue. So people will be uh-huh. able to, you know, we'll have some appetizers and things, and people will be able to continue to network with each other. We've got some of our um, business partners coming in, some young professionals, you know, some uh, a lot of the different constituents that the Urban League right. serves. And we've advertised this on our social media networks. So we expect to have a good turnout. Great. I'm excited about uh, I, I I'm think excited about doing the coaching. I'm excited about meeting as many people as, as I can just to, to have the honor of meeting, you know, professionals and entrepreneurs and young people, um, you know, who are starting out. And, you know, the value of coaching is very widespread. You know, there's so many ways and, and there are different specialties that, that different people have in, in terms of what, areas they, they particularly work with people on. So, you know, when we talk, when I mentioned um, goals for, for a coaching session, you know, you can have big goals. You can, you know, you can have a goal to, um, you know, develop a, a, a multi-million dollar business. In a coaching session, you're not going to tackle that, but, you, but, you know, part of the goal, the mini goal of the session is, what can we work on today? What can we narrow our focus on and accomplish during this relatively short period of time so that you can have a sense of direction, so you can have a, a sense that, gee, this, is, this leads to a next step that I can take. And, and that, that, I think, uh, is, is a tremendous value. On the right. long term, when, when you're in a coaching relationship, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a collaborative quality to coaching. The coach is, is trained and experienced, but we don't, we don't have all the answers. In fact, we defer to the answers that the client comes up with more often. I mean, if something comes up that's really not realistic or, or dangerous, you know, we're going to ask questions that help clarify that maybe that's not the best next step to take. But there's the, the value of coaching, and, and ICF emphasizes this, is to respect the integrity and autonomy of the individual who's, who's being coached. And that's something I, I relate to very strongly. Mm-hmm. One thing I thought of, two things I thought of, um, Chamber of Commerces have free networking events that anyone can go to. So mm-hmm. that's a good way once, you know, you know you want to go get out and network, practice your skills. So that's there, there's a lot of them. Every chamber has them. You can go to their websites and just register, and they're free, and you can get out there. And they're there, again, to support business, support people. Um, another thing I thought of as far as getting skills, I work with the New Hyde Park Museum, and we always can use volunteers. And I, throughout my whole career, have learned different skill sets, um, primarily in, primarily in uh, technology areas, where when you're volunteering, 
every organization needs so much help that you can really pick up a skill where they'll train you or you can practice with no, you know, stress because they need help. They appreciate you doing something, even though you're learning while you're doing it. So Mm -hmm. those are two things that I have found to be very useful uh, and, and, getting moving along in whatever career path. Uh, Does the Urban League work with nonprofits as well or just businesses? Oh, no, we work with uh, nonprofits. We work with uh, corporate partners. We work with just about everybody Mm -hmm. that has a common need to help people in the community. Because I know as far as the museum, I could use some digital help. So uh, blogging, um, posting, that kind of thing. And it wouldn't require anybody necessarily coming there, but it's a way that maybe anybody who might be interested, we could help. So we'll talk about that after, you know, but uh, I, and businesses, I'm sure, you know, you, that people who have business and want to work with an organization like yours. So that's going to definitely, you know, help that we can get the word out, not only about coaching, but also about some of your services that you provide for people. Um, uh, Yes, and that's why we talk uh about, we call them constituents. In, mm-hmm. in this world that I'm in, in this Urban League movement, because our constituents are not only the consumers of our services, but also um, people in the community that benefit, you know, from partnerships with the variety of consumers. So I often meet employers that go, I can't, you know, I can't find a worker that has this skill set. Or, you know, I, I and I, I didn't know that, I could just hire, you know, I just want a teenager in the summer. So we have people that are constituents that benefit. And sometimes they're not looking to hire right now, but all of a sudden, especially like our, some of our partners, the business partners, they end up with a huge contract and they only need a worker for a year or something. So there's so many different, you know, business scenarios that we end up seeing in the community and we can, we always can help. The same focus as a Chamber of Commerce, too, you know, where you're trying to connect people, you know, collaborate mm-hmm. and connect and work together. Uh, same thing with coaching. You're trying to help people move forward. And so I, I think it's a great idea that you're having this these little mini sessions uh just to help people along the way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what are there uh, any comments you want to make uh, about uh, either coaching or the, you know, going forward? How you see you guys maybe collaborating more? That's a that's a great question. And uh, one thing I was thinking as both as both of you were were speaking just now, uh, an area of that I think is essential to what probably what all trained coaches do, and, and they don't always define it in these terms, 
but it's the issue of emotional intelligence. Um, in order to succeed in business as a professional, at whatever kind of job you have, and frankly, even as a person in your personal life, emotional intelligence actually makes a much bigger difference in terms of determining success or lack of success than IQ kind of intelligence. You know, whatever IQ you have, you know, and there's been some controversy about the factors that contribute to IQ scores and certainly minority um, populations have suffered from societal factors that have prevented them from developing, um, in, you know, their, their IQs as, as they really are able to do when they have the, the opportunities to, to learn and have, uh, you know, certain kinds of experiences that foster that. But EQ or emotional intelligence is a different kind of thing. It's the ability to understand yourself, understand how your emotions play a role in your life, how certain kinds of people or experiences can trigger a part of your brain that short circuits the thinking part of our brains. This is true for everybody. And we all have triggers that are unique to us. And we all have experiences that, you know, shape us in certain kinds of ways. And research finds that, you know, success in the job is much, much, much more determined by how emotionally intelligent you are as compared to how kind of smart you are in book knowledge or mm-hmm. in the kind of thing that IQ uh, tests measure. Um, what coaching does, I think, in a lot of ways, the, con- the conversations that coaches and clients have often focus around emotional intelligence. What are you feeling? How are you feeling? How, what triggered that emotion? And how did that, how did that result in the way you reacted to it? You know, when we're, when we're upset about things, when we're angry, when we're frightened, when we're hurt, our thinking shuts down. And there's, and there's research, you know, now that we can actually take pictures of the brain, the fMRI pictures that, that neuroscientists are taking of, of the brain in action, when, when people are emotionally upset, a part of the brain called the amygdala activates. It lights up on the screen. And the part of the brain that has to do with thinking clearly, rationally, logically, making good decisions, that's the prefrontal lobe, the part that's kind of right behind, behind our forehead, that goes dark. The energy stops flowing to the front part of our brain, the thinking part of our brain, when we're really emotionally upset or, or angered or, you know, in a state that really you know, that we all know about. There are things that make us feel that way. But when that's happening, we're not thinking clearly. We're not making good decisions. So part of what I think coaching generally helps clients look at is what triggers your, your emotions? What triggers your, uh, that part of your brain that takes over? And instead of acting on your anger or your hurt or your whatever emotion, how do you calm yourself down? How do you become aware of the emotion, but then have strategies for settling down, calming down, refocusing, which allows the front of your brain, the prefrontal lobe, to get active again so you can actually make good decisions? This is something that you know coaches have been doing for years. Before that, therapists were doing for years without really knowing exactly how it works in the brain, but we really are learning more and more about that, and it confirms it. You know, so the relationship between the coach and the client helps the client calm down, 
step back, take a look at themselves and their own experience, their feelings, their thinking, their behavior, and allows them to develop new ways of responding so that what you do doesn't anger other people or put other people off. It allows you to make better decisions, which are vital in business and in life. You know, so this is something that I, I think is really cool and really exciting. And, and, you know, I think when people experience it in the coaching session, they may not think, oh, my amygdala is activated right now because that's not the way we experience it. You know, or, you know, when I'm upset, my frontal, prefrontal lobe doesn't work. No, but we know that we do and say things that are dumb or that are dangerous. And the better we can be, become at being aware of what we're feeling and how we react to different people in different situations, the better our lives become because we're much more in control of what we do and how we relate to other people. And in any business, whatever a person does professionally, in whatever business they're in, whatever kind of occupation they are in, it's always about how you interface with other people. It's not about what you sell or what, you, what products or services you provide. It is, but more important than that in terms of success is how well do I manage my feelings? How well do I deal constructively and positively with other people rather than in a negative way? And that's really what I think that, does. Yeah, I think your description is excellent. I do project um, – I'm a project manager, and – uh-huh. Every even though I work now with small businesses and nonprofits, um, what I would do very well with with project rescues because you get a project that's gone south two or three times, it's a mess, and everybody's agitated, and you need somebody to walk in that's non-emotional that can say, okay, let's look at the pieces. And, um, and it's exactly what you're describing. I also, as you were talking about that, I was thinking I have a lot of technology programs that I use. Um, I've developed my methods, but I know with, when something you've got too much to do, how do you start? So I have Mm -hmm. techniques that I know me personally. Okay, let me bang a few things out and, you know, it helps me focus and then I can focus on the big picture. Um, Right. And I think that's where you're with coaching. If you, that's a skill set that you can give someone. So they say, I don't know. It's too big. You know, they, the big picture is too big. And the, right. the detail um, is too small. You don't know where to start. You don't know. And that's one thing that I've always been able to do. Mm-hmm. Look at the big picture. Go in and look at the right piece of detail. And it's exactly what you've described so that you're not in panic mode. You can make decisions. Right. Um, right. And uh, I think that's... Yeah an excellent skill set. Yeah. So intuitively, Mildred, you have the ability to do that. You've developed it. You've you've realized over the course of your lifetime at whatever point it began to to realize, well, if I don't step back and, and look at it in that kind of way, things can get out of control. So whether you've done that without a, a coach or with a coach, you've done it. And some people, 
you know, in a lot of areas can do really amazing self-work, you know, without the help of a coach. However, I think that we all have blind spots. We always have, you know, every human being, no matter how much you've contemplated yourself and even been in psychoanalysis and all that kind of stuff, there are always blind spots that we have. We don't see the parts of ourselves that are most vulnerable or the most uh, frightening in some way or the most kind of far away from our awareness because, you know, they're scary in some way. Coaching in a very comforting and safe kind of way can help us take a look at those things and develop strategies like your strategies that work. So just to tie it back to Teresa and the Urban League, you know, I know I'm hoping that we can we can establish a relationship where, you know, ICF Long Island and the Urban League of Long Island can have a partnership where we can share ideas, we can communicate with each other, and we can have a common purpose in terms of helping the constituents uh, who Teresa would, you know, was mentioning before, the people in certain communities that have been underserved, that have perhaps been discriminated against, who, who need and can benefit from the services that the Urban League provide and, and coaching services that are affordable and can really make a difference in terms of the success of, of young people and, and not so young people. You know, because no matter how old we are, we, you know, human beings rarely get to a point of perfection. You know, not too many human beings have gotten there in the course of humankind. You know, so, and it's so true. You know, so true. And, it, and, it, and it's true for us as well. Nobody, you know, anybody who's a coach who says, well, I have it all together and I'm perfect is really in trouble. You know, we have to recognize our own limitations and, and what triggers us as well. So self-awareness is the key to everything. I, it's a constant process, and, and I, I'm delighted by that. I'm, I'm 67 years old, and I feel a lot younger, but I want to keep doing this for a long time, and I want to keep growing and developing as a professional and as a person. And to me, that's, that's exciting, and I, hope, I want to share that positive energy with a lot of people. Uh, Teresa, is there any kind of wrap-up um, summary or any statement or your thoughts as we uh, before your event here? Um, yes, I just really look forward to this. You know, with introducing a new opportunity community. You know, Long Island is very often. Um, uh, uh, miscategorized. When I talk to some colleagues across the country, you know, they go, what challenges could you have? You got the Hamptons. You know, so people <laughs> yeah. think we're, we're this ultra-rich community where everybody's, oh, you know, boy. living it up. And they don't understand that we still have, you know, Indian reservations. We've got our pockets of poverty. And while we you know, do have people that are struggling. And this came up particularly in a a research report that the Urban League has just recently commissioned called the State of Black Long Island. Part of what came up in the report is the wide range of, of people that live on Long Island. So, yes, you do have poverty, but you also have pockets of wealth. And when it comes Mm. to missed opportunities, you know, it, particularly when it comes to, say, the black community, we're serving 
all these people, people that may have had generations of wealth, but have had missed opportunities because of, you know, uh, racism. Um, And then you do still have the people that come from families with cycles of poverty. And how do you serve all of them? You know, so it's, it's been a very interesting thing. So when we start developing, uh, programs and services and new partnerships for the community. Something like coaching is very interesting because you have that kid that graduated from, you know, college and they have a degree in engineering, but they don't know how to meet the people that's going to give them their next professional opportunity. You know, so there's such a range of the type of people we deal with. I'm looking forward to introducing this, you know, coaching concept because it can benefit Maybe the you know the person that has very little um, employment skills, but then you know it also can benefit the person that may be a higher end professional that may want to um, contract later and do their own private coaching sessions because they can afford to do that. So right. this is going to be a great opportunity for partnership. Yeah, that's that's yeah. exciting. I, I was just nope. thinking, can companies? Sponsor coaching? You know, um, is that it? How do you mean sponsor? You mean well, like, if, if like, someone like, felt like they couldn't necessarily afford it, uh-huh. could they? Could a company sponsor? We can take this la- oh. that chunk out, you know. Well, that, um, that would be phenomenal. I mean, if, if there are companies, and, and Teresa may have access to you know, to people who are involved with the Urban League and, and would want to sponsor something like that. You know, the idea that, that um, you know, organizations, corporations on Long Island would want to devote some of their goodwill and some of their money to help coaching be available to, to people who really are, are underprivileged and can't afford those services that would be great. You know, I think there are members of, of, of ICF Long Island, including myself, who are, are, are motivated to bring our services to people, even if it's, you know, including at a pro bono kind of level, you know, for free, but we also have to earn a living, you know. So having right. a balance and having, you know, for me to have a practice where I'm doing fine, Thank you, you know, and I could always do better, and I would love to, and I, I'm always, you know, we're, we're all looking to grow our businesses. Um, but also where there's an opportunity to help people who are underprivileged and underserved, you know, including people in, the, in minority communities. That, to me, is a very meaningful thing. To do it on a long-term basis with more than, like, one person, let's say, for any length of time, that becomes a financial burden in some kind of way. But if there were, if there were companies... Um, you know, who would sponsor coaching at a reasonable rate, not at a, a, a high rate, but a reasonable kind of cost um, where we could then provide coaches to, you know, people who Teresa is aware of who are in need of our services, um, you know, young people or older people, people who are trying to, you know, develop themselves professionally and personally, um, that would be super. So, you know, that's a great idea, and I'm so glad you brought it up, Mildred. But, you know, Teresa and we at ICF Long Island, including Lois, who's, who's on the board of both organizations, you know, that would be great for us to talk about together. Um, 
Another question I had, do you ever do group coaching? The answer is yes, sometimes. I actually, one of the things I specialize in besides executive leadership coaching, which is kind of my specialty, I am also trained as a divorce mediator and a divorce coach. I'm a certified divorce coach. I have actually been trying to get a group of men who are going through divorce together so I could provide them with a group coaching experience for low fees. I've been having mm-hmm. a heck of a tr- problem doing that. I've been talking to a lot of matrimonial attorneys and, and divorce mediators and other people in the community, and I really haven't gotten enough traction to get a group together. So I would love to have that opportunity if, you know, if there are and I and I when I thought of it, I I thought let me start specifically with a men's group because I think men going through divorce are less likely to seek help, and you know, and just having the support of other men who are going uh, men often fathers who are going through a similar experience would be a very positive way of helping a group of people at low fees. Um, in organizations, I I do coaching of teams. You know, so if there's a leadership team or, you know, a certain division of a company that has a a work team and they're having some problems in communicating where they really just want to get better at it, I have done that a number of times and it's very powerful. You know, for me as a coach to be sitting and watching and listening to their interactions and being able to, you know, help them become aware of the patterns that are either making communication work better or getting in the way of communication working well. So group coaching is a very, is, is something that is, is real. It, it happens. It probably doesn't happen as much as individual coaching, very frankly, but there's a tremendous value in group coaching. Well, I, I want to thank you both. I think it's, uh, I'm excited to learn more about the, uh, Urban League, I intend to be looking at your site and also uh, speak, you know, passing on some of the information I've learned already. And and the coaching week coming up uh, is, I think it's great. I know you're doing an event at the Hillside Public Library in New Hyde Park on right. the 8th, I think, right? That is correct. At seven o- correct. Yeah, 7 o'clock. And that should be exciting. Um, it, I think, I think people... it begins at six thirty. Um, but if anybody, anybody who's listening to this podcast uh, wants to come to that event, which is at at, at the uh, Hillside Library, as, as Mildred just said, in New Hyde Park, I believe it starts at six thirty. Mildred, six thirty to eight thirty. Oh, okay. Um, the and the Urban League event. I think that's open for everyone, Teresa. Yes, sir. It's public. Great. Wonderful. Wonderful. So if anybody has questions about the specifics, let me just give the website for the, for ICF Long Island. Mm -hmm. I may. It's www.icf-li.com. And it should be .org, I think, but we made it .com because most people go with .com. But uh, ICF-LI.com, and there's information about the coaching week uh, activities. If I can just take two more two more seconds, hopefully, sure, because I don't think I actually said it. But globally, throughout the world, the week starting May seventh, 
is celebrated as International Coaching Week. It's something that International Coach Federation Global, ICF Global, uh, has involved 131 chapters around the world in, in doing. This is the first time, this, is, this year is the first time that our local chapter, ICF Long Island, has gotten our act together and created these two programs that we're looking forward to. And we're hoping in the future, you know, in future years to make International Coaching Week a really important part of what we do to spread the word throughout the Long Island community uh, about the value of coaching, just to educate people about how powerful and valuable this uh, profession is and how it really can impact people's lives. So that's, so that our events are May, May 8th at the Hillside Library in New Hyde Park and on May 10th, Thursday at the Urban League of Long Island. Great. Well, and if I they would like you. to register for mm-hmm. the May 10th event, they can visit www.urbanleaguelongisland.org. All spelled right. out, urbanleaguelongisland.org to register for the May 10th coaching. And I'll put those links in too on the podcast and also on our Facebook blog talk radio page. So, um, well, I thank you both. It sounds like an exciting event and um, we'd like to follow up with you after the event and uh, just see what, how it went and what we, how we can all connect with both of you. So great. I wish you much luck. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. Great. And Teresa, it's a pleasure. And I'm really looking forward to to meeting with you on on May 10th. That's going to be a great night. Great night for all of us. Great. Same here. Thank you both of you. Bye. Thank you.